You are listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast, where you'll learn step by step how to meet and seduce beautiful women. Women, whether you're looking for one night of fun, a week long fling, or a long term relationship. I'm your host, Trip, and the episode starts now. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvice.com. Another episode, another interview with someone who's been on the podcast before, Marnie the Wing Girl. We're getting the female perspective today. She is basically a dating coach just like me. We teach a lot of the same concepts, or I should really say we answer a lot of the same questions, but we give different perspectives. She gives the female perspective. Always a nice, refreshing thing to hear. And she's good. She's good. She gives a lot of really good practical advice, which she'll be giving on today's episode. And today's episode... We're going to be talking about conversation. That's right. She's got a really cool conversation trick that she's going to teach you in order to be able to communicate more effectively to women. Whether you're in a relationship, whether you're not in a relationship, whether you're meeting a girl for the first time on a sidewalk or a bar, this thing really runs the gamut here. And it's going to be taught to you today on today's episode. Highly endorse what she has to offer in terms of her programs or coaching. So if you're interested in working with her, definitely reach out. And really take some notes because you're going to learn some very practical stuff. Like I just said, things that you're going to be able to use and take away and get results from. So really excited about that. As always, don't forget, don't forget the big update of the 2019 year is that coaching is available. That's right. Coaching is available from yours truly. I will be able to help you get to the point you want. If you're interested in receiving coaching, go to tripadvice.com slash coaching where you can apply to be part of the coaching program. I don't accept everybody. Uh, there's a lot of people who I just don't look at their applications because, well, they're under 18. So you got to be over 18 in order to apply. And you got to be able to fill out the application in the fullest form possible. I really want guys who are serious about coaching. The more serious you are, you will get results. I will help you get there. Results include losing your virginity, meeting more girls, sleeping with beautiful women, getting a girlfriend, being able to be more confident. We'll get you there. I have a whole plan for you. And that's what we can do with coaching. So if you want to get there, you're interested, go to tripadvice.com slash coaching and apply today. So for now, let's get you listening to our interview, the interview with Marnie the Wing Girl. Here it is. Marnie the Wing Girl, what is up? I am in a very interesting position under my table right now. Oh, that sounds hot. Yeah, it is hot. I'm like spread out in all these different directions. And I'm trying to give you the best audio possible for this call, but but things are good and I'm excited to be talking to you. You're my new you're my new hero. Why am I the new hero? Because you are my new YouTube hero. You are doing fantastic on YouTube. And I'm sure most people who listen to your podcast know about that. And you've been been teaching me some of your tricks. And it's interesting because I'm realizing now that a lot of the things that have applied or you've applied on YouTube and I'm now applying, apply for real life interactions as well. Like before we started this call, we were talking about how specificity and confidence and clarity are really important when trying to converse with other people and get a message across to them. And I think that that is such an important tool that spreads across both YouTube or online purposes, 
and also in person. So for the guys who are listening, the guys that you work with and the guys that I work with, being able to talk to people in a clear, concise, succinct manner is a skill that's extremely helpful in interacting and attracting women. I couldn't agree more. And yeah, and interacting with anyone in general, I've noticed that the more specific I am, the more that someone's tuned in, the more vague you are, the more boring you are, right? It just in one ear and out the other. This is a great little teaser. I love it. We're going to get into this in just a second. I want the guys to know who you are because you've been on my podcast before. You've even been on my YouTube channel, but these were like years ago. And I have a lot of new listeners and they're probably like, who's Marnie the wing girl? What's going on? What's happening here? So maybe you can give them a little background of you. You've been in this game for a very long time, way longer than I have. So maybe you can tell the guys just a little bit about you. Yeah. Well, I've been a wing girl for well, 13 years professionally and then pretty much for the rest of my life. And I'm not going to tell you what that number is. Um, <laughs> but for a very long time, I have been helping men understand women so they can attract, date, seduce, get and keep the girls they want without being a douchebag and without being a super doobie wimp. And yeah, I've been in this world for a very long time. I was in it when pickup artists were ruling the dating advice community for men. And now thankfully, I'm still in it when they are not. And authenticity and being genuine is like the new hot trend for guys. Yeah. So, yeah. How many of these guys are now out? When you were around and you were just starting, so 13 years ago, I'm doing the math real quick, was it? 2006, 2005, around yeah. that time. So who was around? Great math skills, yeah. Uh, thank you. Uh, who was around then who's not now around anymore? Oh my God, everybody. Um, like mystery. Neil Strauss was everybody's heroes. But you know what? To, to tell you the truth, Neil Strauss is still one of my heroes. Because I, who else? Like, like big time pickup artists whose names I do not even remember. And who, who may have morphed their advice into more genuine, real, less objectifying systems now. So they may not be out of it completely. They've just changed their tune a little bit. Do you think your advice has changed in the past 13 years or has a lot of it been similar? I don't know. It's funny because when I do go back and I look at certain videos or I read things that I said, I'm just like, oh my God, did I really think that? But (laughs) I was also... but so. It has shifted, but I do still think a lot of what I had said before applies only because my age has changed. And the things that I was responsive to before, I may not be as responsive to now, but I do think that girls who are 23 and 24 will still respond to a lot of the things that I was talking about before. I was never really into tricks and lines and objectifying women and feeding off of insecurity. My methods were always pretty genuine and it was always about, you know, finding out who you are and then projecting that to women and to other people. So that's always stayed consistent. It might just be little nuances that may have changed. Anything you can think of off the top of your head? I'm trying to think of like something I just saw the other day. Well, so even like with the Me Too movement. So I have some advice in a video that I did seven years ago that was about flirting with women at the office where today, like I think everything that I said in the video you would get slapped with a lawsuit instantly if you didn't... I don't have the disclaimers in there that I would have to put into those videos and instruction guides now. I just spoke more freely about, yeah, for sure, flirt with girls at work because you're working for 8 to 10 hours a day. Why would you not want to pull from that pool 
of people that get to know you really well and that you're interacting with on a daily basis. But whereas now I would have to add in the caveat of, you know, be respectful and understand that consent is important and that you have to still be aware of how the other person is feeling and maybe asking them while you're doing something if they're okay. <laughs> like just those things have altered. The All way the common have- sense stuff that we're forced to say now because... Yeah, because people because are not of all so this, all the, and, and all the sensitivity. It's like it's like, duh, don't grope a woman at work. You know, duh, don't be overtly flirting with her in in, in, in a less subtle way. It's just like you know, or, or to maybe someone who's you're inferior at work. It's just like, oh God, how do we? Why do we have to say this? It's like you just know, feel like they do. Don't, you know, I know, I know, but it's because we do, and people can take what. We're saying in Morphit, so you have to give as many details as possible, which I do think is helpful when providing advice. That's why, like a lot of these magazines that give one liner heading and then a three sentence explanation, is is not enough for people to actually take that information and apply. They they do need more context. So the other day, I had this coaching call with this client, and I do think he was a little bit crazy, but separate from being a little bit crazy. He was saying, oh, Marnie, I took your advice about being flirtatious with women and be, being clear on expressing my, my needs and my wants. And he said, well, I wrote this woman a text who I'm into. Tell me what you think of it. And he started reading me this like sensual text, which to be honest, if we were in a relationship, it would be super sexy. But this woman had never really even spoken to him. And he was reading it to me in this voice that was like this. I was just like, you are going to... You're, you're going to be in jail by the next time that I talk to you. Do something, correct it, delete it. Like, and he was saying, "Oh, but I, but I followed your advice of putting what I want out there." And I was like, "Ah, that okay. This needs more an explanation for you. This is what I meant in this situation." So, as much as common sense, we believe it's common. It's it's not really. People interpret words in a way that is helpful to them, right? So if I'm saying something and I have an intention behind my words and somebody's listening to me and they have a separate intention, they could potentially hear something totally different than what I'm expressing. Right, right. And do you think in terms of what we're talking about today, being more specific helps in that area? It does. And even like saying to the other person, does does that make sense? Or do you understand what I'm saying? Or... Is there anything I can add to clarify what I'm saying? I'm standing so technical right now, but you can make it a bit more fun and and playful as well. Even though sometimes, you know, it is kind of fun to not be on the same page because that can lead to some tension. But as you get deeper into dating and deeper into a relationship, consistency and specificity are extremely important. Cool. So let's dive into that. Let's dive into that. You said you have some ways of of communicating to women in terms of whether you're first meeting them, whether you're dating them for a while, or whether you're in a relationship. And from what I heard, you said that there are similar things that come across all these phases of courtship and dating, but the same either rules or techniques apply. Yeah, absolutely. So I have in one of my programs called How to Become a Man Women Want, there, I, I have this specificity and confidence matrix. And so it, the, the two lines, I'm so not like a sciencey person, but the two lines are for specific and confidence. And the top right quadrant 
of that chart shows you what it looks like if you're really specific and you're really confident in what you're saying. So for example, I'll take a step back to give you an explanation of this. A lot of men that I work with, when it comes to the beginning stages of dating and attraction, so that they don't creep a woman out, they're not too pushy, whatever the fears are that are in place, they choose to go to the bottom left quadrant and be non-specific and non-confident. So that looks like some guy saying, oh, let's hang out sometime, right? Which is not a confident way of speaking and not a specific way of speaking. So the results on the other end would be non-confident, non-specific in return. So sure, that's very loose. Nobody knows what's happening. We don't know what the plans are. We don't know if anybody's agreed to actually do something. So on the opposite end of the quadrant, of the diagonal on the quadrant, there is being very specific and very confident. I think you're attractive. I'd like to take you on a date. What are you doing next Wednesday or Friday? That's very specific. Very specific. You cannot interpret that in any other way. Yeah, exactly. And and then it's hard to give a non-specific response to that. So either a woman can say, you know what? I'm not interested in a date, which is very specific. Or she can say, I'm not free on these days as opposed to, sure, okay, whatever. And then everything's loosey-goosey. So the more specific and the more confident you can be, the better results you're going to get. Not the better results in terms of positive responses of, yes, I'll go out with you, but in terms of clarity from the other person about where they're at and whether or not this is going to happen so that you can cut your losses or you can be really excited about the potential yes that was said on the opposite end and the specific plans that you guys have made together. Why do you think guys in this case are vague? Why do you think they do that? Because it's safer. And it's the same reason why women are vague. I'm even vague sometimes with my husband because I'm nervous and scared. It's, it's all about being rejected or not feeling loved in some way. So you feel like the judged. Unsure, yeah, the unsure non-specific zone is a little bit safer. So I, I used to watch this show called Allie McBeal, and which is awesome by the way. It's on Netflix. If anybody does want to watch it, it's really funny. But there was this guy in it called that they called the biscuit. He was like five foot five, one of the top lawyers in the law firm where Allie McBeal worked as well. Super smart. And he was in love with the main cat character, Allie. And so this one day, this other woman came into his office and she was basically saying, why don't you just tell Allie that you love her or that you want to be with her? And he went on this whole like really beautiful speech about how that middle space of hope is what keeps him happy. And he'd rather be in that space of hope and not say anything and not be, be specific, but still be around her. And so many guys stay in that safe place because if she hasn't said yes and she hasn't said no, there's still potential for something great. And they're hoping that that greatness will just happen on its own. When in fact, most often what happens is that the chance for greatness starts to deplete the more that you don't actually act on what's happening. So I just, I thought it was wonderful because it was like so wonderfully worded by him. I actually have you know that clip up on my, on my website, but it's just what I believe so many people do. They stay in this purgatory space because it's safer, it's nicer, and the potential for something great is still there. If you do act on it and you do become more specific and more confident, you could hear the words no. And sometimes for some people, 
that's way worse than living in that space. That's a little bit tortury and not knowing what the answer is. I also think that what happens is in real life, if someone were to do that, that will turn in, that won't just be continued hope. I believe that hope will turn will turn into resentment. Right. Eventually, (laughs) nothing's gonna happen. The guy's waiting for something to happen. It doesn't happen because the girl's waiting for him to make the move or she's already put him in the friend zone. And then the guy gets really upset and he starts to resent her and gets either angry at her or frustrated or just can't hold it in anymore and then blows it up in her face or just says like, I've been in love with you. And like, I just feel in real life, that would come to some sort of like mini explosion. Oh yeah, for sure. And also because both people are coming at it from two different angles. He's doing his actions based on the fact that he likes her and he wants to get her attention and thinking maybe she thinks that way as well. And she's giving certain signs to pretend, from his point of view to potentially indicate that she also is on board but not saying anything. And from her end, she's seeing a guy who wants to do nice things for her, wants to be her friend, likes hanging out, seems to be okay with the fact that there's nothing else on the table because nothing else is on the table right now. Nobody is saying anything. So they both have different intentions for this combined relationship that they're creating. So it can just manifest into this horrible situation where, yeah, both people become very resentful when when things do finally get said out loud. Right, right. So let's go into some more. I really like that example that you gave in terms of being specific when asking a girl out, right? It's like that vague kind of like, uh, we can <laughs> hang out sometime or let me know. And then you turned it into this really nice specific Question. That was really cool. Are there any other examples of that in any other form of maybe when you first meet her or in a relationship? Maybe we should kind of tackle all of it. Yeah, for sure. So as long as you're not being wishy-washy, then then you're going to do absolutely fine. So for example, if you're meeting a girl for the first time, like I like to use my method called OSA. So it's actually not about being specific because you have to create some chemistry there and a little bit of spark and some connection before you can lead to asking for something specific. So to take a step back for a second, I would start a conversation by using my OSA method, which is observe, share, and ask a question. That's how you start a conversation with anybody, but especially women. So OSA, again, is observe, share, and ask. And the reason that I use this method is because I've had so many guys who approach me either going straight into interview mode, asking me question after question after question and not listening to what I'm saying and then continuing asking me question after question in an attempt to get me to open up in some way about something that I want to talk about. So what I tell guys to do is instead of trying to get a woman to open up, I have them lead by example and open up first and break into conversation, cutting out the first minute of like the polite salesman chit-chat. If I saw you over there and I wanted to say hi, I would kill myself if I didn't approach you. Or hi, my name is Earl, blah, 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 blah. I cut all of that out and I have men, I advise men to talk to women as if they already know them, as if there was no limitations or boundaries in place. So they start off by making an observation about the girl, about themselves, the world around them. It's kind of like they're just looking around and something that pops out at them is something that they would observe and then spit out of their mouth. And then after they make the observation, they would share something about the observation, the why behind that observation. 
why it's important to them, why they said it. And, and this is something that you have to practice doing. It doesn't just happen easily, but once you do practice, everything sort of clicks and falls into place and it becomes a really easy thing to do. Anyway, so you, you expand and share, which during that share period, it helps the woman drop her guard a little bit so that she is more open to hearing what you have to say and potentially contributing to the conversation. And then you open up the conversation that you started with an ask, an open-ended ask. So asking her, how do you feel about X, Y, and Z? Have you ever done X, Y, and Z before? It's all depending on what the observation and the share was in the conversation. And that helps a woman be put a little bit more at ease so that she's not on guard as much. And it also helps conversation flow a little bit better than just going in, asking question after question after question, which really seems to annoy a lot of women. And then after you've gone through this process and you start to have some fluid conversation, once you do realize that there is something that you want from her, and that want could be, I want her phone number because I want to see her again later. I have to go get back to work. Or I want to take this girl out for dinner. She seems really cool. Or whatever your wants are, the more clear you can get on what your want is, then you can ask for whatever you want specifically and confidently. And you know, as you get better with this, you can finesse it and make things cuter and play around with it a bit, a bit and make them more flirty. But in the very beginning, you want to be able to express yourself in a way that people can understand and also appears extremely confident. People who value themselves value the fact that they're going to ask for something and they'll have other people who are listening to them. And people who don't value, the, value themselves are wishy-washy about what they're expressing because they're wishy-washy about themselves. So again, OSA, figuring out what your wants are, and then clearly and specifically asking for whatever you want. So if the want is, I want her phone number, you say, I'm really enjoying talking to you about X, Y, and Z. I know this great place where we can do X, Y, and Z. I want your number. Here's my phone. Boom. So, yeah. So and again, you can so, finesse so it out. Yeah. And you can finesse it afterwards. Like, I know it doesn't sound like flirtatious and fun, but that's what happens with practice is you learn how to be more playful. So, I, I had this client who wrote in to me yesterday and he, he said, Marnie, you know, everything you've been saying about challenging women has really clicked for me. And I wanted to show you a text exchange that I had with this girl the other day. So, they had been talking over text and he had given her this challenge of saying, like, you know, what, what do I like more, coffee or tea or tea or coffee? It was really cutely done the way that he said it. And they played a little bit and she was bantering about the tea and coffee. And then he said, I'd like to take you out for tea next week at this place. What are you doing on Wednesday? And she said, Oh, I'm not free those days, blah, blah. blah. And he wrote back saying, Oh, it was really cute how he phrased it. Something like just letting you know this offer has an expiration date and it's only available on Thursday or Friday of next week. So that again, he was being clear on what he's offering to her. He was being cute. And I can send you the actual text messages of this so that you can show people who are listening because he said it way better than I'm saying it right now. But there was a cute way to finesse being specific and being confident. And then confidently also saying, I hear that you've said you can't do this day. But here's what I'm offering back to you. I'm only going to be offering this on Thursday and Friday of next week. And then the offer is up off the table. 
And that makes people pay attention. Because if he were to say, oh, that's okay, we'll plan something for the next week, which really isn't what he wants to say. He wants to say, no, I want to see you next week. That's when I have available. The fact that he was able to express that in a way that wasn't attacking and wasn't rude and wasn't angry got her to pay attention and fit him into her schedule now because she put him up as a top priority. Being specific and confident just gets people to pay more attention to you. They see your value and they see that there's power behind what you're saying because you have the confidence to ask for things that way. And there's something that is ingrained in us that makes us respond to that, women or man. What I really like about this as I'm listening to you is this mindset of want. I think that's really powerful. I was oh, yeah. first said that I didn't really get it until you then explained it. And I was like, whoa, that's actually really good. That's a really good filter to have. I like having filters in my head, right? It's like before I'm about to do something, you kind of go through the filter. So it's like these guys going through this want filter, we'll call it like a want filter. It's like, wait a minute, yeah. is this really what I want? Like, what, like I, Am I about to text something here? That I really want, or am I just saying things to say things because of what you just described, right? Fear of rejection, judgment, things yes, like that. I love that. And to really stay true to that, like, nope, nope, this is not what I want. So you ask yourself, what do I want? What am I trying to get here? And then, as you're describing, be very specific and clear so they understand what it is that you want. And then you guys can move forward. Well, and so you understand it too. Yes, yes, exactly. So you can be really yeah. aware of that. I don't think guys are aware of that. I don't think most people are aware of it, to be honest. And that's why actually a lot of what I do in any of my programs and any of my coaching is the first portion is called discovering you. And that's a whole section to figure out who you are, what you want, what you want to express to others, what kind of people you want in your life. And obviously there's wiggle room, but it's the, what I think it's called the law of attraction. Whenever people used to make those visions, like I kind of used to laugh at those things. But the truth is, is that once you're very clear and specific about what you want, you start seeing it everywhere. Same thing for when you buy a new car. Everybody seems to have that car around right. you. Because it's on top of mind. It's on top of mind. So you're like, oh my God, you have that car too. I didn't even know you did. And it's just because you're, you're, you're seeing it more often because it's important to you. But when you're wishy-washy and you're all over the place, and most people don't you know, don't know that they're all over the place, you get things back in your life that are all over the place. So I did want to give one exercise to the, the people that are listening to this podcast if you're open yeah. to it. Yes, please. Okay, so the exercise is called I Want. And it's an exercise that is in a lot of my programs as well. But basically, it is using the phrase I want five times a day. So that you can get really comfortable with number one, figuring out what you want. And number two, expressing it to other people. Because I know that for some people, it's so difficult to say, I want this because they feel guilty or they feel disrespectful or they feel whatever it is. Like for me, I know that I used to have a problem saying what I wanted because I thought it was rude. That was in my head that it was rude to say that. Even though I heard other people say it, I thought it was rude when I was... You're the the nice guy, nice girl. Oh my God, yeah. So I was just like, I never wanted to do that. And so this is an exercise that I gave to myself six years ago because I was having trouble in my work life expressing what I wanted. I was the cheerleader for every vendor who worked for me. Oh, that's great. That's amazing. And then I would bite their head off because I'd be like, you just fucked up my website. (laughs) Like, it's not what I wanted. And so I had to learn about how to express my wants. And that's why I've now taught this to so many people because I saw that as an area that was missing in people's dating lives. So the exercise is to express the phrase, I want 
five times during the day. At your office, try it out. In your home life, try it out. At the coffee shop, try it out. So that it's not just like, I'll have this or I'll just you know make it easy, whatever everybody else is having. I want you to actually stop and think for a second about what you want. And if you don't want something specifically, make it up and just say, I want Chinese food. I want to go for a walk. Who wants to join me? I want... And it's just, it's just getting comfortable with that phrase. And then once you start to train your brain, similar to the car experience, to think in that direction, other things and other wants become easier to say and easier to express to other people. And also what's really cool about this is that it puts it on you, right? So instead of saying something like, for example, if you're in a relationship and you want something, instead of saying, you don't do this or you don't do this enough or you never do this, instead just say, this is what I want. And the other person can hear them like, oh, okay. It's It's not that they did anything wrong. But it's, right. My partner wants this thing. You know what I'm saying? Oh my gosh, yes. And it's so helpful for later on in a relationship because for men and for women, because you, you get into this other space with your significant other where it, not that the fear on the front end of dating, you know, is still present in the in the back end of a relationship, but it starts to shift a little bit because then you're like, oh, I don't want to upset this person, or like I don't want to say these things out loud. There's all these fears that are now in place once you're deep into a relationship. And I'm, I'm 13, 14 years into my relationship. And I still have fears when I'm talking to my significant other. I close my eyes when I have to express things to him. I, I am still uncomfortable with a lot of the things where I have to be vulnerable. So now I close my eyes when I say them and I can say them more clearly. But I had noticed in my own relationship when I was wishy-washy about my wants and I was putting it onto the other person to come to that light on their own, it bit me in the ass every single time. And when I figured out what I wanted and my exercise for figuring out my wants is to just write on paper everything that I'm feeling and then go back and read it and pick out the bullet points that have clear statements in them that aren't emotional statements. And then once I can see those bullet points, then I know how to express myself to my significant other. Because all of that emotion is gone. And then I can ask for what I need, what I want. And then he's more receptive to giving me those things. Or if not giving me those things, at least hearing what I'm saying, being respectful that it's a want, and then giving me his compromise or his reaction to what it is that I'm requesting. And it's clear. Yeah. It's clear and it's direct. And that's what gets... Anything. Right. Like the the results, like the thing that's going to happen. Whether it's going to happen or not, you know, it's like, as I want to tell the guys that are listening, stop being scared to step into reality. You know, yeah. it's like, it's like opposed to that one guy in Ally McBeal who's living in this hope, it's like pathetic, right? This like dreamland of like, I hope, I hope. It's like, you know what's better than hope? The actual thing that you want potentially right. happening. And if it doesn't happen with that person, well, then you get it somewhere else. Yeah. And then you free yourself. There's so many people when they just let something go that they've been fixating on for so long, they're trying to work into this box. When they let that go and then they open themselves up to other options, even though it's freaking scary to start over again, they have wonderful things pop into their life. Exactly. Exactly. I like that. So powerful. So powerful. How can we just summarize this really quickly? So the guy who's listening right now and is still here with us can just make this happen for them. Like, Just summarize everything you kind of just said in like 
a little paragraph so someone can take I, I, it, I will take say this it away. is actually a succinct line that I have been saying since I started coaching on day one up until now. The only way to get what you want is by asking for it. I love it. I that's love it. it. That is the truth. And exactly as you said, it doesn't guarantee you get it, but it, it increases your chances. Or I'll say this. It does guarantee you get it, just maybe not right away. Oh, see, I love that too. Yeah, exactly. You know, might not be right away with that person. But if you continue to ask what you want, you'll get it. Yeah. Like even so, I'm going to add on, I know you want to wrap this up, but you were on our podcast recently and you were talking about your three non-negotiables. Like that is an example of being very clear about what you want and what you don't want in your life. And you had said you went on a few dates with people and there was two that they passed and one that they didn't pass on. And for you, you're like, no, that's not right. But but the girlfriend that you have now fits in to those three things that you outlined as your main wants. And that's why you have her and kept her in your life. And it ends up, you may not have gotten the first thing that you wanted, but it ended up working out even better. Exactly. And the awareness of what I wanted too. And I think that's going to be step one for the guys out there. And I believe you have that too. I think you have that exercise or something similar to it in one of your programs, the F formula. Yeah. Yeah. I have it actually in all of my programs. Oh, cool. An essential piece to any journey that you start. Oh my God, I sound like so hippy dippy ish. But like anything that you're starting to do, you have to figure out what you want first. Because like a lot of people can come and say, I want to flirt better, which is what the F formula is all about. Like learning to master the flirt. But before you learn to master the flirt, yeah, you have to drill that back to figure out what do you want to do with the flirt? Why do you want to flirt? What do you want this for? So in, in some shape or form, being clear on what your wants is a component of every program that I have. But the F formula is specifically for guys who want to learn how to be flirting masters. My wing girl, Marissa, actually created and wrote this program because she had been doing a lot of live wing girl experiences with people. And she started to notice things that work, things that don't work, and how women responded to certain styles and levels of flirting. And anyway, this whole, the whole program is about like how to go through the flirting phases in a way that doesn't creep women out or you know, land you in jail. I love it. And I think that flirting is one of the most important things that you could ever learn and one of the biggest struggles for a lot of guys in terms of attracting and talking to women. So I'm going to leave a link for you guys to check that out in these show notes. It's called the F formula and I highly, highly endorse it. So check it out. And Marnie, you also offer coaching as well. I know you have a bunch of other products. So do you want to tell them your website or your yeah. email address so they can reach yeah, out if sure. they want to get some firsthand coaching from you? Yeah, of course. Go to winggirlmethod.com and then also listen to the Ask Women podcast. I think Trip's episode comes out this week or next week. But Ooh, it was really good. I can't wait. Really really let good. me know so I can share it and, and send yeah, it out. Definitely. Really, really good. Cool. Awesome. Marnie, thank you so much for being here. I think this is your second time on the podcast. It was like three years ago I that, know. Uh, that you were on and it's just refreshing to have you back. And you give great practical advice and stuff that no one is talking about. So thank you so much for being Thanks. here. Thanks. Really appreciate it. And I took some stuff away. I love this want thing. I need to put that more in my life in different areas, yeah. You know, making sure that I know what I want out of whatever it is that I'm doing. So important. So very cool. Thank you for sharing that with oh, us. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. Awesome. So maybe we'll have you on again in the future. 
and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Marty.